0: So it's Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 to 13. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one.
1: Well, had you, had you heard the news that King, uh, King Charles and the Queen Consort Camilla will be coming to Australia later this year? Yeah, they're coming in October. How about that? I'm sure they will cut a ribbon or two and open a hospital wing. Uh, they'll visit a sporting club. Uh, they'll you know enjoy a, a gala dinner I'm sure so you excited by the prospect yeah go for it you know you ne- you now know that you're going to sort of strike out october on your calendar and just make sure you can visit them somewhere now I say all, now I say all that but and I've mentioned this before but I've had my own brush with royalty You know, it was back in 1984, my mum was very keen to take us kids to see Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip, and so we were down at Brisbane City Hall, and they were coming out, and they'd sort of lined the crowd on either side of the pathway, and they let the little kids sit down the front, and so Prince Philip came my way, and he was chatting to some people just above me, and I reached out and touched his shoe. (laughs) I did. I I have touched a royal shoe. With a royal foot inside it. Now, the thing about royalty these days, um, we're not that interested in it, are we? For us, really, it's mostly a curiosity. It's really, for us, it's a relic. Um, it's not that relevant to our lives. It's symbolic. But in our look at how to pray, in our look at the Lord's Prayer, which, where, he's teaching, where Jesus is teaching his disciples to pray... To be interested in, in fact, no, to be passionate about the king and his kingdom and the coming of his kingdom is true Christian spirituality. It's Christian maturity. Now, just to do a bit of backtracking into last week, uh, we said this. Prayer consists of a series of petitions, Or uh, requests. Uh, That's what we see in the Lord's Prayer. Uh, The first one is, Hallowed be your name, uh, which is a funny phrase, isn't it? Hallowed, but it means, May your name be known as holy. And in fact, we shouldn't see this as sort of different requests that are sort of just randomly put together, you know, please give me this, then give this, then give this. No, each one of these requests flows from this first request, Father. May your name be known as holy. To pray this is to pray uh, for what God, for God in His holiness and in His glory, that He's always been about. You know, when King David. Now that's in 2 Samuel 7, wants to build a temple for God. The message from God through the, through the prophet Nathan is, don't presume, David, don't you think that you need to do great things for me? It's actually going to be me who chooses one, your son, and he's going to build a temple for me for my name's sake. And later on, actually, with the prophet Ezekiel, it's all over chapter 36. What you can read there is the the idolatry of the people mean they've profaned the name of God. They've blasphemed the name of God. But God is zealous for his name. He's going to bring his people, Israel, out of exile. He promises a future time of the promised Messiah, the coming of the Holy Spirit, when he'll cause his people not to have a heart of stone, but to have a heart of flesh And God will do this, not for Israel's sake, but for his own name's sake. So to pray that God's name be known as holy is to want what God wants and what God will do. And all the requests flow from this. And that is is why we'd pray, and this is our focus now for today, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, Jesus who's teaching us this prayer is also the one who himself said, the kingdom of God is near. He kicked off his his public ministry with that message, the kingdom of God is near, and then he showed that he's the king through his healings, through his miracles. uh, Jesus, the Messiah, commanded sickness and demons. He told whether what to do. How about that for authority and power? And before Pilate, the Roman governor of the time, when he's on trial, uh, Jesus at that moment didn't look much like a king. You know, there he is to be crucified like a criminal. But Jesus says there, My kingdom is not of this world. Uh, Jesus, the king, uh, brought the kingdom. Uh, This kingdom is wherever. God's people live under God's rule. And this prayer that his kingdom will come, in fact, does have a future answer. It will be fulfilled. We're told this in the last book of the Bible, Revelation, Revelation 11, where it says, The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Messiah, and he will reign forever and ever. God's kingdom. The kingdom of Jesus will come when Christ returns. It's not a maybe, it's not a possibility, it's a certainty. Guess what? There is no guarantees that you are going to make it through 2024. There is no guarantees. Not because you're going to have a heart attack or you'll be involved in a shark attack we you're going to die in a plane crash, or you're going to just die quietly in your sleep. Though any of those things might happen to you this year, but there's no guarantee that you're just going to make it out of 2024 as is because this might be the year. This might be the year when Jesus returns and he wraps all things up and what, he's, what he does, what he promises is what he does, the kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of the Messiah, of the Lord and of his Messiah, and he will reign forever and ever. So we're praying for what God will finally happen. Now let's unpack this a little bit more. To pray for God's kingdom to come now is to pray that his royal Power, His lordship, His authority would extend to every part of your life, your emotions, your desires, your thoughts, your commitments. Uh, we, you know, we could pray. Well, God, may Your kingdom come, and may You deal with all those bad people. But to have a spirit-filled prayer, to have a Holy Spirit-directed prayer, is to say, "Start with me. Start with me." To pray this prayer from your heart means you want God to change those sticky, stubborn sins. That sin that you continue to go back to. That as a Christian, you've been battling this for I don't know, as long as you can remember. That you're, that you're always judgmental towards others. They you struggle to be properly generous? Uh, that you have these controlling fears, that you have these controlling addictions. You're short-tempered. So you pray for God's kingdom to come. Really, it's to pray, Father, whatever it takes, Lord, change me, humble me, make me more like Jesus, the King. Now, this is a brave and scary prayer to say, isn't it? Because you're asking whatever it takes, Father. Uh, You're praying for God to bring a remedy into your life, which might be painful and might be humbling, but you pray it anyway. I'm not king around here. You are, Lord. So rule over my life like never before. I want to obey you. I want to worship you. I want to love you. To pray to your heavenly Father, may your kingdom come, is to pray for yourself. But here's the next thing. It's also to pray for others. That is, in wanting God's name to be known as holy, that more and more people would live under the rule, the kingship of Jesus. Now, you and I, we can't bring in God's kingdom. But we can certainly pray for God's kingdom. We can proclaim God's kingdom. And it's God who will build his kingdom. You know, when Jesus first started his public ministry, he's had this message. He said, The time has come, the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. Jesus' mission was saving sinners. That the presence of God's kingdom would advance as the gospel advances into people's lives, that they repent and believe. So what a good thing it is to pray that the gospel would go into the nations. What a good thing it is to pray that missionaries would be wise and bold and effective. What a good thing it is to pray that new Bible translations would go out to countries and nations all around. What a good thing it is to pray that in Muslim nations, in Buddhist nations, in communist nations, in secular nations, that people would accept and bow down and worship King Jesus. I don't know, do you pray for missionaries? We're keen that we keep doing that here at Christ Centre, we pray for overseas missionaries and also pray for our friends and family. You know, you're praying that your your mum comes to know Jesus. That's a good prayer. Uh, And we can pray for boldness to invite our friends and family to Hope Explored coming up in February. Uh, Jesus is the king. His His rule is as real as any day when when the sun is shining. But isn't it true that people can close their eyes as if they're living in darkness and ignore the sun? So we pray that our friends and family would have their eyes opened to the sun. Can you see that the Lord Jesus is teaching us to pray seek us to pray big prayers your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven you know here at Christ Centre we have a vision and prayer you know it goes like this we pray for a flood of lifelong disciples across the north edge of Brisbane and beyond that's a big prayer isn't it that's a kingdom prayer i think we're much more used to praying little prayers There's nothing wrong with little prayers. God, our Father, honours little prayers. Our Heavenly Father is Lord of little prayers. But he also wants to pray bigger kingdom prayers. I'll give you some examples. Uh, Kids, maybe you're starting a new school this year. So you and your parents are praying that you might make some new friends. That's a good prayer. But you can also pray a big prayer. That at your school that you'd shine Jesus in your kindness, in your boldness, and that your friends would hear the gospel of Jesus and come to be followers of Him. Or, or you're about to start a new job. And so you pray that you know you'll learn the job quickly and you know you'll sort of, you know, uh, make a good impression. That, that would be a good little prayer. But you can also pray big, that you'd be a brave Christian in that workplace. Even pray for workmates to come to know Jesus. Or you're going on holidays. Now, what do we always pray when we're about to go on holidays? You know, we pray for traveling mercies, don't we? We pray for safety. Um, But you can also pray big. When it comes to holidays, you can pray for a different type of traveling mercies. That even while you're on holidays, where you're at the beach, that you would grow to be more like Jesus in your kindness, in your compassion, in your patience. And that you would live with Jesus as your king while you're on holidays. Or you see in the news, you know, some war-ravaged, corrupt nation. And you pray for peace. But a big prayer is that in that country, sinners would know the peace of being reconciled to the true God through Jesus and they would have peace with each other. There's nothing wrong with little prayers, but we should pray big prayers. And it's only born again, spirit-filled, true Christian people who can pray big prayers. People of the King pray for the kingdom. Do you pray big prayers? And actually, I think the only way all of us will consistently really pray big for his kingdom to come is that we have devoted, set aside, specific time of prayer. To come to our Heavenly Father. Big prayers need time for big prayers. What I mean is, I think it's nice that we can squeeze in our little prayers anytime, anywhere. We should. You know, you walk into the bus stop, you want to pray for someone. Uh, you're brushing your teeth, you remember someone, you pray for them. That, that, that is a good thing to do. But to pray big and following the example of Jesus, you know, who would step away on occasion or regularly from activity and expectations placed on him to just to be with his Father in prayer. Well, we also need to withdraw from all the busyness of life and pray to our Father. In fact, we should open up the Bible. We should read it. We should meditate on it and have our thoughts shaped by God's word, his gospel. And then by God's spirit, we move to pray for his kingdom. Hallowed be your name. There's no rule in this. There's no specific time required. And I know we're likely to get guilt. As we even talk about this and think about this, prayer is hard. We covered this last week. But, you know, any mature Christian, all the great saints of the past will tell us uh, that it's so important to them to set aside real time in a day to pray. Yeah, this is why we're giving the Christ Central Bible reading plan, which really is, in the end, also a prayer plan. You know, have a disciplined pattern of reading God's Word and having a, re- a disciplined pattern of coming to God in prayer. It's so worth persevering in prayer, whether it be in the morning or whether it be in the evening, whatever works for you, that we might pray big prayers. And I just want to say again, what a bold and scary prayer that it is to plead on God your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven it's a, it's a no matter what prayer isn't it uh, Martin Luther was a very learned Roman Catholic German monk who discovered Jesus discovered salvation discovered that just to, to be justified uh, with God is only through faith in Jesus he helped kick off the reformation in the 1600s He knew this was a no-matter-what prayer, and he said this, Grant us grace to bear willingly all sorts of sickness, poverty, disgrace, suffering, and adversity, and to recognize that in this, your divine will is crucifying our will. In other words, Father, no matter what, do whatever it takes to make me more like Jesus. No matter what, do whatever it takes to humble me and change me and work in me. Be at work in me and through me and to me and on me to advance your kingdom. It's a scary prayer, isn't it, when you think about it? It's a prayer that you sort of want to wince and sort of duck your head as you pray it because you don't know what God's going to do in answering this prayer. But it's a prayer Jesus prayed to. You know, just before he was put on trial and crucified, there he was at the Garden of Gethsemane and he knew, and he knew what he faced, such terrible, unimaginable for us suffering. And we're told, we're told this, going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, my father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. at at the point of unimaginable stress, he prayed to his father this prayer, uh, your will be done. And he went to the cross for us. It's only because of Jesus, through faith in Jesus, that we know God as our father. So in prayer to our father, work in me, work through me, work on me. May your will be done. But we can actually trust that as our Father, even in the things that are so hard, that as a good and loving Father, He is for us. He is with us. We can trust in Him. We can trust in Him because of Jesus. Um, this series is a how to, how to pray. And I want to make this practical. Uh, last week I gave a collection of things. Um, and I'll do that again today. And they are this. We, we can pray little prayers. God honors little prayers, but spirit-filled people should pray also big for God's kingdom to come. Uh, This means that God's kingdom would be advanced in our own life, in our own heart, leading to repentance, uh, leading to obedience, growth, maturity. This also means pray for others, that they would repent and come to know Christ Th- that repent and believe so we pray for our friends and our family we pray for overseas missionaries missionaries we pray for nations around we pray for hope explored coming up uh, and big prayer needs time you actually need time time in the word time to have your thoughts and your desires shift 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 by the Holy Spirit so that you pray for kingdom things, and here's one last practical thing. You know, I hope you're seeing that uh, this there's a real significance to the order in this prayer. You know, these petitions take a, a particular sequence. And long before we get to our needs and our issues, first and foremost, it's honouring God. It's yearning for His greatness, His honour. You know, In every corner of the globe, in every corner of our own lives, uh, we're aspiring to full love and obedience. It's all about God, isn't it, first and foremost. So let's be honest, it's pretty different to how often we pray. So let's take on the habit of this prayer. Let's keep to this order. And I've used a bunch of prayer helps in my life. Maybe you have too. I've actually used some prayer helps with our kids as well. Here's a few. I don't know if you've heard of this one, ACTS. It stands for adoration, confession, thanksgiving. And then only at the end is supplication, which is a fancy word for asking for things. Adoration, confession, thanksgiving, then supplication. Or there's this one, STEP, which is sorry confessing, thanks for giving us things, and excellent, which is we praise God for how excellent he is. And then it's please, give us things. Now they're just made up acronyms which we might want to take on and sort of use as a step-by-step thing which can be helpful. Or how how about we use the OG? We pray the pattern of our master, the Lord's Prayer. Which we're still unpacking on a Sunday here. But it starts with recognizing God as our Father. Wanting His holiness to be known. Praying for His kingdom to come. His will in our lives. And that's before we even get to asking for the things that we desire. It's a good pattern to follow. May we actually take up this pattern in our prayers. May our prayers be deepened and enriched. And may God be glorified as we pray. Let's pray. Let's do that together now. Our Father, we thank you so much for all that you've given us in Christ. We know that you are holy and you are perfect. Uh, You are perfect in justice and you are perfect and wonderful in your mercy. Thank you so much for the sending of your son, Jesus. Thank you for the cross. Uh, Thank you that in him we are reconciled to you, that we are your sons and daughters, all by your grace. And all we've done is just humbly, thankfully, receive the gift by faith um, that we've accepted Christ. Uh, Thank you that in him that we have forgiveness. We're yours. We're part of your family hallowed be your name we do pray that uh, your kingdom would be advanced Uh, we're going to be as bold as to pray that prayer that scary prayer that your kingdom would be advanced in our hearts Um, you know the things we cling to Um, you know our addictions you know uh, the things we fall back to but father In the power of your spirit, please change us. May Christ rule in our lives. So we pray that your kingdom would come. And may your kingdom come to the nations. Uh, Father, uh, we pray that more and more people would be one to Christ all around this world. We pray that kings and queens and presidents and prime ministers and chiefs would bow their knee to King Jesus. Uh, We pray that people around this globe would come to know Christ, the true Lord, the only King. And we pray, for, we pray for particular people in our lives, our friends and our family. We pray for them. We pray that they might come to know King Jesus too. Be merciful to them. May they know your love in Jesus. And in his name we pray to you. Amen.